Hey Wizzes, welcome to episode 213 of the Food Based Wiz podcast. My name is Gabby, and I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Retail Ready. In my role here, I make sure that Retail Ready students receive support and resources on their questions. That means that I get to see what's top of mind for founders and listeners like you right now. Today's episode is an original recipe episode, meaning it's a revisit of a past episode. We're heading back to episode 44. This episode was originally titled, How to Increase Your Sales with an Abandoned Cart Automation. At the time of airing this episode, we'll be in the second half of September, which means that Q4 and the holidays are almost upon us. I wanted to give you a quick, actionable episode. Especially as we head into Q4 and folks start making those holiday purchases, you'll want to make sure that you have an airtight process for capturing as many sales as possible through your online store. Even if you already have an automation set up, this episode can still be valuable for refining your current process. Listen in for the stats on abandoned carts. I can use resources to figure out where you might actually be losing customers. The actual process of setting up this kind of automation and Ali's tips for truly getting this done. Let's get into it. I'm Ali Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. All right, you guys, let me repeat that stat from the intro. 72.8% of online shopping carts in the retail sector are abandoned. While that stat might seem disheartening, I'm going to flip that thought around and look at it as a place for huge opportunity. What if you could capture even a fraction of those browsers and turn them into verified buyers? I think that every one of you would celebrate if you were able to increase your online sales by 10% next month, right? We recently had one of our monthly retail-ready industry expert calls where we spoke with Betsy McGinn, an Amazon consultant and the woman credited behind getting seventh-generation online over 13 years ago, and we talked all about my students' e-commerce challenges. We do these group coaching calls two times a month in the course, and they're one of my favorite things to do with my students. One of the things that came up on this recent call was the idea that When you get online, it's important to remember that there are so many moving parts to set up and optimize. You want to make sure that when you do drive sales to your website, that you are set up to actually maximize your conversion rates. And one of the clear ways that you can do that is by adding in systems on the back end that encourage your consumers to follow through with their purchase, such as the abandoned cart sequence. Here is what we're going to talk about today with this in mind. We're going to discuss why shopping carts are typically abandoned and what you can do to reduce that percentage in the first place. We'll review how to set up an email sequence that automates the cart recovery process for you, including how many emails to send, what time of day to send them, and what to include in your copy. And then finally, I'm gonna give you my very best tip for actually implementing this process and getting your automation set up and running this week. 
Now, you may already have an abandoned cart sequence up and running, and if you do, that's great. You have already taken this important step for your online sales, and I'd encourage you to continue listening to this episode regardless. I've got some thoughts on tweaking your series that might make it even more effective for you, and this is going to be a fast and furious episode, so stay with me. Let's first talk about why carts are abandoned in the first place. And I've got both good news and bad news here. The good news is that there are absolutely things that you can do to tweak your website and optimize the checkout process for your shoppers so that they're less likely to abandon these carts in the first place. And the bad news is that there is still a lot of it that is totally out of your hands. So let's discuss the bad news first. Shopping carts are left behind for so many reasons. Sometimes the shopper gets distracted with a text message or an email notification. Perhaps they're called away by a kid or a partner who needs their attention. Maybe they have to go in the other room to get their wallet or their hunger pulls them away or somebody knocks on the door or you know they get interrupted for any reason. So while this does seem like bad news, right? You can't prevent when they're going to be distracted by a text message. I actually don't mind these reasons. You see, I actually really love identifying these reasons for someone getting pulled away because it means that they were so close to completing the checkout. So your abandoned cart sequence is going to be a no-brainer for re-engaging them and closing the sale. They already thought they were going to purchase. They just got distracted so we can win them back. So now that you've heard that bad news, (laughs) you might also agree that it's not that bad, right? On to the good news. Here are some stats about why people abandon carts pulled from the Baymard Institute, which studies e-commerce user experience. They boast over 49,000 hours of user research. And here is what they said. 55% of shoppers will abandon their cart if they get to the checkout and see a bunch of hidden costs that they didn't expect. They say 27% of customers will leave the checkout process if it seems too complicated or arduous to complete. And then 35% of people will leave a checkout cart if your site isn't secure. I'm curious, what is your conclusion when you hear these stats? For me, the takeaway is clear. The user experience matters. I mean, duh, right? (laughs) And that experience is completely in your control. So that first step, 55% of shoppers will abandon their cart if they get to the checkout and see a bunch of hidden costs that they didn't expect. What can you do to avoid this? You are completely transparent in the cost of your goods your shipping fees, and anything else that goes into your pricing. Just the other day, I was purchasing groceries online and I got to the checkout page only to see that they wanted to charge me an additional fee for drop drop off during peak delivery hours, plus a flat rate fee for contributing to a COVID relief fund, plus the San Francisco healthy living wage fee, plus a tax. Now, I am all for contributing to relief funds and paying people fair wages, absolutely, but I just want to know up front if my grocery delivery is going to have an additional 15 bucks tacked on to the end of the purchase, right? So what can you do to be completely transparent in your pricing and your fees so there is no sticker shock at the checkout? Next, 
27% of people will leave your site if the checkout process is too complicated. I'm sure you guys have seen examples of this, asking people to create a profile or register before they check out, having them fill out too many forms or collecting information that just seems too private or just overly complicating your checkout process deters your shopper from completing the purchase. Think about it. How many times have you been asked to say, give feedback on something and you click through to an online survey, you quickly see that it's too long and you click away. That same exact psychological thing happens with your checkout page. All right, lastly, that stat that 35% of people won't make a purchase on a site that isn't secure is just a no-brainer. Make sure that your website has that little padlock icon in the URL address line in your browser and you are good to go. So that's our bad news that people naturally get distracted and there's nothing we can do about it. And then your good news that we can save up to 55% of abandoned carts just by tweaking things on our websites. If you want to see where people are dropping off when they're on your website, you can use a traffic monitoring tool like Hotjar. So Hotjar's basic plan is totally free and it is worth tracking your traffic for a week or so and seeing what's happening on your website. I'm going to link Hotjar in the show notes for you guys. Okay, so that sounded like an ad for Hotjar, but it's not. I just I just love their service. And again, the free version is great. But that being said, it is time for a sponsor. So let me roll that. And I'm going to tell you one about my one of my favorite other tools for growing businesses that is so near and dear to my heart. Hang tight. Here's what a recent Retail Ready student, Megan, posted as a win in our private group. She said, and I quote, I wanted to share some feedback I received at a meeting this morning that has reinforced so many of the points we've learned in here. I met with a local co-op grocery store category manager. On all in all, it was a phenomenal meeting, and I felt like I finally have been doing things right. He said to follow up with him in a week or so if I hadn't heard from him. My meeting was at 10 a.m. this morning, and by 1 p.m., he emailed me to order because he and his staff loved our sample so much. This is a win. A big thank you to the Retail Ready team. So Megan, I am so proud of you, and I'm proud that you have put in the work so that you finally feel like you are doing things right. So my whizzes, let's get you a similar win and let's get you inside of Retail Ready right now. Skip the line and head straight to our quick start enrollment and info page linked directly here in the show notes. You can sign up in minutes and jump straight into our curriculum today. I'll see you in there. All right, we're back and we're going to talk about setting up that email sequence that automates the cart recovery process for you, including how many emails to send, when to send them, and what to include in your copy. I'm betting you're convinced by now that you should set up this automation, but in case you're not, let me give you this stat. A report by Sales Cycle says that 48% of abandoned cart emails are opened. Did you hear that? 48%. So if imagine if half of the people who left something in their shopping cart open up an email from you. Remember, we said that 73% of people leave something in their cart in online retail. So now we're looking at about 36% of those people who are actually opening up that email. I mean, that's 
awesome. So let's talk about setting up this automation. Now, by now, you also know that what works in one business doesn't necessarily work for another business. So I'm going to give you a big disclaimer here that this is a general framework that you can follow. But the magic happens when you start looking at your own data and seeing what is and isn't working and modify your sequence from there based on your own results. Let's start with the basics. How many emails to send and when you send them. I like to keep it simple, especially if you've never done this before. So I recommend a three email automation sent over the course of about five days. Here is how I recommend that you lay it out. Email number one. Email number one goes out one hour after they abandon your cart. One hour is quick enough so that your purchase is still top of mind for them. They're not going to be like, who is this company that's emailing me and what sprouted almond butter are they talking about when they open your email? But at the same time, it's not so quick after the abandonment that you seem pushy or overly eager. Got that? So email number one goes out one hour after they abandon your cart. Email number two goes out 24 hours later. Again, this is all automated. You're not personally clicking send on this on these emails. You will most likely set this up in Shopify or using your email management software, but that will depend on what setup you personally have. So for example, if you've ever gotten an abandoned cart email from me, it's an integration that I have between my checkout processor called Thrivecart and my email management software called Active Campaign. I chose both of these, Thrivecart and Active Campaign, because they work with my business setup of mostly selling digital products and services, with the exception of my food biz with physical planner. So this setup, Thrivecart and Active Campaign, isn't necessarily the best for you. You might use something entirely different, but I'm betting that they have they have this. Uh, how should I say it? that this feature in your email provider. So if you are a fellow service provider who is listening, I've got some of those, I know it. I can rave all day long about my setup. I truly love it. So I'm going to link those tools in the show notes for you here in case you are looking for these this software as well. Okay, so email number two. Email number two goes out 24 hours after cart abandonment. Of course, you have your automation setup. So if they purchase after you send out email number one, they get tagged in your system and they don't continue down this automation and receive this second email from you. That's a quick way to annoy and confuse people. All right. So then finally, email number three should be sent within three to five days, giving it one last chance to capture the sale. After that, that person is pretty unlikely to want to complete their purchase, and you've got to respect that, right? If you keep sending them complete your purchase emails, you're going to get unsubscribes. Of course, after five days, you want to automatically reroute these shoppers into your main email list so they're still getting your marketed emails. I mean, after all, they did show interest in your brand, and you're going to hope to turn them into a purchaser down the line once they're more acquainted with your brand. Okay, so got that? You're going to set up your emails to go out one hour after cart abandonment, 24 hours later, and then three to five days after that. From there, they funnel into your main email list. By now, I'm sure you're wondering like what to say in these emails to convince people to complete their purchase. So let's break that down. 
Okay, starting from the top. Email number one, the one hour later email. This email is going to be really simple and really straightforward. It also is ideally really short. So the subject line is going to reference the fact that they left something behind and the body of the email is really simple. You just tell them that they left something behind. (laughs) You might show them a pretty picture of your product or a juicy testimonial, and you have a button for them to click to get back to their purchase. That's it. So it is not the time to give them a bunch of recipes or tips on how to use your product or tell them about your 10-day grain-free challenge or your brand story. We are sticking to the point here. Again, you want one single thing for them to do here in this email, and that is complete their purchase. When you direct them to download a guide or register for a challenge or click through to read about your sustainable sourcing, you're distracting them from doing the one thing that you really want them to do, buy your product, okay? It's not the time to get fancy in email number one. So email number two, that 24-hour email, that can address more of that fluffy stuff, the emotional reason why someone was going to purchase from you. So what are they missing out on if they don't complete their purchase? Now, I'm not into scare tactics. That's not what I'm telling you to do here. But I am into painting a picture over email about what problems you solve for your target audience. Again, if you don't know why people connect with your brand, you've got to do this deep work first. Your email is not going to be effective here unless you truly understand why people use and love your product. So let's say you've done this work, perhaps with me in Retail Ready, and you know that moms buy your sunflower seed butter because their kids are peanut free and they crave that classic PB&J that all their friends are able to eat, right? That sounds plausible. They're buying your nut butter because they want reassurance that it's safe. They want normalcy for their kids. They want less stress and arguing when it comes time to make lunch. They want relief, right? So that's what you highlight in the second email. Maybe saying something like, hey mom, I get it. Figuring out lunch is hard, especially when you've got a kiddo with a nut allergy who's just begging for PB and J. Let's make your kids' dreams come true Ease the lunchtime drama and put a smile on their face when they see what you've packed for them next week. Complete your purchase now. I'll also remind you of this. Depending on your software, you can also play around with the second email here, depending on what action they took with email number one. If they didn't ever open email number one, you could switch up the subject line and resend it to them with the same exact copy, right? Or... If they did open it, but they didn't click on the link to purchase, you can send them down a different path, giving them a different set of info. This is where you have to experiment, and this is where I think it starts to get really fun, but that's email marketing 201, and you don't need to get there yet if you're just getting going, okay? So finally, email number three sent out three to five days later. You can choose when to send it. This is your last chance email. What are you going to do to secure this purchase? I mean, that's a serious question that you need to put some thought into. So did you originally offer them a coupon for 10% off or free shipping on their first purchase? Good thing you set up a timer deadline on that discount, right? So now you can tell them that they've got 24 hours left to use it. Or perhaps you didn't offer a coupon in the first place, but now's the time that you're going to pull that card out of your back pocket. 
or maybe you offer a free sample with this order or a two-day express shipping or a buy one, get one offer or whatever it is. But typically we see a discount or promotion of some sort that pops up in this very last email. Now, you guys are smart listeners and you're most likely always on the lookout for ways to save money. So I'm going to say something loud and clear here. I never, ever discount my services. So you're never going to see that 20% off coupon come from me, even if you get to day five of my abandoned cart sequence. I sell services, which is a very different business model than selling physical goods. So if you're ever interested in working with me and you think, I'll just put retail ready in my shopping cart and I'm going to wait until day five to get a discount. That's never going to happen. Okay. There's my disclaimer for you guys. All right. We are almost to the end here. And the last thing that I want to talk about is my number one tip to actually getting this done. And here it is. In just a few minutes, when you are done listening to this episode, before you get distracted and do something else, I want you to schedule one hour in the next week that you're going to commit to getting this done. I want you to put it on your calendar so you will actually do it. You know my philosophy. Unless it's on the calendar, it doesn't actually get done. So this is key. If you want my support here, even better. Send me a DM on Instagram and tell me when you are going to do your one hour. If you do this, I promise you that I'm going to check in on you and I'm going to hold you accountable. That is how much I want you to get this work done. All right. That's how important this is. So if we are not already connected on Instagram, I'm at it's Ali Ball and I'm going to link my profile in the show notes so you can send me that DM. Okay. From there, one tiny thing that I always do with my emails is that I draft them out in a Word document. So I close all the other tabs on my computer, I turn off my notifications, I don't have my email open, and I just crank out those emails, okay? If you sit down and do this, I bet that you can write all three of them in under 30 minutes. If it takes you longer than that, you are overthinking it, I promise. So schedule that hour and use your 30 minutes to write the emails and then use the other 30 minutes to create the automation and copy and paste those emails directly into your software. That's it. There you have it. So today we covered why people abandon their carts and a few things that you can do to reduce the number in the first place. We then mapped out your three email sequence, highlighting when to send those emails and what to include in them. Remember, that's that's where you get to experiment down the line. And lastly, you committed to putting an hour on your calendar sometime in the next week. I mean, I swear, I heard you guys commit out loud that you were gonna do this, right? And you said that you were gonna send me a DM on Instagram to tell me when you're gonna work on it so I can cheer you on. I am so, so excited for you guys to implement this automation and see how much it increases your sales. You're going to look back 30 days from now and wish that you had done this sooner. So thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. And I'll continue the conversation with you over in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group or in the DMs. Have a great week, you guys, and stay busy. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode, Wizzes. As Ali mentioned, we'd love for you to DM us over on Instagram or on LinkedIn and let us know when you're going to get this done. One other quick note is that Ali mentions our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. 
As it's now archived, be sure to DM us through our Instagram and LinkedIn. Both are linked in our full show notes, as well as the links to the resources mentioned. As we end Q3 and head into Q4, we're cheering for you guys here. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.